Amen. Wonderful. What a great time already. Love it. So we're going to take a break uh, from our uh, Take Heart series just for today. And uh, I want to talk about unlocking community. Um, I'm going to use the word unlock, and uh, I'm going to take each letter, and it's going to stand for something, and we're going to work our way through it. And uh, I've got some friends who are going to help me as well. So, you for understand. It could have been unprecedented, but that word has just been way too used over the last year and a bit. It could have been unique, because we're in a unique moment in history. But I've gone for understand. Understand the moment that we are in together. I think there is a unique opportunity here. And I believe that, I don't believe God sent the pandemic, but I do believe that he uses things like that to bring about good and to bring all things to his glory as we know and understand God. That's what he does. And so the pandemic has brought so many shifts and changes right across society and in the church. And I think one of the things that I've missed most, and I think probably many of you have, is the relationships and the connections that we haven't been able to uphold so well. Even now, just being in here with masks on, it just, it just doesn't seem right. And yet we're abiding and doing the right thing uh, as we gather together. But you know, we need connection in order to thrive. Humans need each other in order to be all that they can be. And I wonder if you've realized that afresh as I have over the last year and a bit. And God has a massive heart for community. Did you know that? He is three in one himself. He's in like his own DNA group, community, three together, one God, three persons. He loves people and he loves us and he desires us to be in community together. You know what? Loneliness, isolation, and independence are huge in our society. A couple of stats for you. I think they've, all of those have been compounded by the pandemic. A couple of stats. One in 20 adults are saying that they feel often or always lonely. That's one in 20. And that's not even mentioned the ones who say they occasionally feel lonely or sometimes they feel lonely. 40% of all older people, that's 3.9 million people, say that the TV is their main source of company. That can't be right in today's society. It suggests that 16 to 24-year-olds during the pandemic were twice as likely to experience loneliness and isolation as everybody else. 16 to 24-year-olds, they're the ones who are supposed to be out there having a great time. It says that you, each of us need five-ish and sometimes up to 15 of core friends. These are the friends that help you move house. They're the kind of friends that help you when you're in a, in a right state. They're the ones you go to. I've been talking to a couple of people this week, one who have just 
uh, kind of set up a business, a coffee shop in Southbourne, another one who's trying to move house. And they're both saying that people are moving out of London towards areas like this. They don't have that community of friendships in this area just yet. We and you can be the answer to their core network of friends. The Bible is littered with being in community. And if, uh, if we can't build community in this season when we've lacked it, I, I don't know any other season where we can. And so I wanna encourage us today as we unlock to understand where we are at and to press on together. Hebrews 10, 20, 23 to 25 says, says this. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the time approaching. Wow, if that, were, if that is not a verse for today, I don't know when it's for. Let's not give up meeting together. You see, there's something in this that says that you need to be in a small enough group so that you can be face to face, so that you can love and encourage each other. So there's a spurring on that happens. Now you can come into a big crowd into church like this and sit at the back and go and not talk to anyone and nothing of this spurring one another on and loving and encouraging happens in that moment. And as we all sit here and mask and are ushered out, not allowed to mingle, that whole thing has just been compounded hugely. Is that a habit that you've got into over this period, not meeting? God's drawing us out of it and into community that's small enough to love and encourage one another. And that hints that more often, more often, as the day approaches, we're nearer the day of Christ coming post-COVID than we were pre-COVID. And the writer to the Hebrews talking to people who were struggling and needed to persevere and to carry on fighting the good faith, just like many of us need to be encouraged to do so as well. We have an opportunity to reform community. This whole season, I wanna suggest to us, in line with the oil of joy in our lamps, I wanna, I wanna encourage us to make friends, have fun, and build community. You up for that? <laughs> We're gonna use the government roadmap, the key stages, 17th of May is a big one, where you can have people in your home and the 24th of June where we're anticipating much less restriction so that we can reform and regather. That is the you for understanding the moment that we're in. I'm gonna hand over to Tim and he's gonna do the letter N. N is for nurture. We're, we're all re uh, relational creatures of one sort or another. I wonder if you're, wonder if you're an extrovert or an introvert. I find I hover between the two. I really like being with people, like interacting with people, but actually really happy in my own space if I've got some free time. 
we each of us need to nurture our relationships, our social connections. And there was a TED talk done which was titled, What Makes a Good Life? Interesting title. The subtitle was Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. And what this 75-year study did was it tracked the lives of 724 men. Uh, admittedly, men only, but it tracked 724 over a very long period of time. And the speaker said this, he said, good relationships keep us happier and healthier. And he said, we've learned three big lessons from this 75-year-long study. The first was that social connections are good for us. Nothing new there. Secondly, he said, it's not the number, but the quality of those relationships that matter. Again, nothing particularly new there. He also said that good relationships not only protect our bodies, but they protect our brains. And he talked about how memory is helped by having good relationships. His final statement was, the good life is built with good relationships. We need to nurture our relationships. And then if you factor in as well, that of course the most important relationship is the one we have with God, then the really good life is built with a good relationship with God. And we have to pay attention to that. We have to invest in our relationship with him. We have to find him in our circumstances. We have to nurture that relationship, that extraordinary privilege of being one of God's children. To nurture that is extremely precious. And when it comes to relating to people and nurturing those relationships, particularly as we unlock, we have to bear in mind, it's interesting, isn't it, that people are so varied People are in different stages of life. People relate differently. Men and women sometimes relate differently. People have different relational needs, different ways that they like to relate. And sometimes, let's be honest, we all develop some poor relational habits or just get a bit lazy. It can be for a whole variety of reasons. Perhaps we just get out of the habit of relating to people. Perhaps lockdown has exacerbated that. Perhaps some of us sometimes just find it easier to withdraw and not connect. Maybe we're fearful of connecting. Maybe we're a bit anxious about how people will react and maybe just sometimes plain lazy. And COVID has definitely made that a more severe situation for some of us. We've got shut in. We've hated trying to connect on Zoom. We've not enjoyed COVID church online in the same way that we're used to. It's become perhaps a challenge to relate. So as we unlock, we need to remember we are relational creatures, introvert or extrovert, that good connections are good for us, that we need them to stay healthy and happy. So my challenge is this, let's all, as we unlock, take a small step towards someone. Let's nurture some of those relationships that we have or could have, be it with folk in church, be it with people in our neighbourhood or our workplace or whatever. So here's a question. Who do you know who you haven't seen for a while or you haven't heard from recently? Can you take a step towards them? Can you take an interest? Can you send a message? 
Can you ask a question? How are you doing? Can you offer to pray for them? Go for a walk? Any way to take a step towards someone at this time? That's my challenge to you. Can you take a step towards someone as we nurture these precious relationships as we unlock? Great, Tim. Thank you. It's always good to have some help from some friends. L of unlock is for life. Relationships give life, and life is best done in groups. It's best done together. And uh, you can see this in the Bible. Acts is full of great references to community. In Acts 2, uh, 46, it says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Uh, They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. There's the joy again. Praising God and enjoying all the favor of the people. This is what we want to be about in this season. And so I want to specifically mention life groups. They are small groups of, I don't know, 10 to 20 people depending. And it's in these groups that we can find some of this community that I'm talking about. And we can eat with one another. We can break bread together. We can enjoy the favor of those around us. We can be praising God as we do that, exactly as this verse says. We can hear each other's stories. We can celebrate each other's wins in life. And we can recreate. We can have fun together and do stuff together, which we've missed for so long. Maybe you're a life group leader. You have been amazing over this whole COVID thing, keeping people in community. If you are not yet in a group, I just want to encourage you, get into a life group. We've done something even smaller, a DNA group in this season, single sex, twos to fours of us, so we can really kind of get to know each other and be together. Through life group, you can get into a DNA group. Or why not just serve? If you're looking for a place to connect There's loads of things that happen each day here that you can help out with. So check out the website, citygate.church forward slash life groups, forward slash DNA groups, forward slash serving. We'd love you to come and get stuck in to community. The O of unlock is open. What do we need to be open to? (laughs) Some of us, we just need to be open to build in community with one another. What can you open? Well, first you can open your heart. I love the heart series that we've been doing. You see, when God changes you, as you open your heart to him, then as you are changed, you are open to others and to what he wants to do and to use through you. God loves people. (laughs) It's an obvious statement, isn't it? But if you love God, then you should love people. Each other, our community, and others that aren't yet part of our community. I really think that God's been stirring hearts that have been open to him over COVID period. Perhaps for new people, God's put a new passions in your hearts for people, for places, here in Bournemouth, for our community. And as you open your heart to him, I wonder if God's going to 
start new groups, new ministries, new ways to build community amongst us. And I'm actually hoping that that happens. What else can you open? You can open your home. On the 17th of May, we'll be able to eat inside and we won't have cold feet sat round the fire outside in your garden again. If you open your home, which is our castle apparently, you're lowering the drawbridge. It doesn't matter what state it's in. Honestly, all it matters is that you see the person in front of you who you're welcoming into your home. And it creates value. It says to them that you matter to me. And it's a wonderful thing to feel loved and wanted like that. Let's open our homes in this season as we are allowed. Hey, here's an idea. On the 17th of May or after the first Sunday, you could watch online at home with another bunch of people. If you're a single, you can watch with five others. If you're a family, you can watch with another family. You could have breakfast before. Yes. And you could have lunch afterwards. What a great way to build community, do church, enjoy the favor of God, break bread together. Hey, even maybe one of your unsaved friends might be up for that. Who knows? Talking of unsaved friends... What else can you be open to? Open to making new friends in this season. It's so important that as believers of Jesus, we are making friends everywhere we go with whoever it is that God is placing on your heart. How do you do this? I'm going to make it really simple. Go for a coffee with them. Have coffee Coffee is informal, it's public place, it's usually kind of 30 minutes to an hour max. Have a coffee, talk about whatever you like. If you've done that with a bunch of people, what could you do next? Have them round for dinner. Dinner is private space, usually goes on for one or two hours, and often you get down a layer or two and you start to talk about values, about what people think and what they believe. Hey. As you do that, I guarantee at some point there will be an opportunity for you to talk about what you believe in and to love them as you see them and to make new friends in our community where so many of them don't have any friends. Three things you can be open to in this season. C of unlock is going to be done by Irena. C is for creativity. I don't know about you, but I have really been reflecting over the lockdowns about how much I'm not sure I want to go back to life how it was before. My diary was crazy. My commitments were all over the place. I had so much stuff rammed into my calendar that it was actually really challenging for me to find time to see my friends and my family. And I don't think that's how we're meant to live. In fact, it was quite hard to get into my diary at all. And I think for many of us, we can get so busy, but are we busy with the right things? This is a moment as we unlock to get creative about the way we spend our time and the way that we live. Let's not miss this opportunity to think differently and to live differently. Who is it that you want to prioritise spending time with? Who are the people that matter most? 
It might be that you want to factor in more time for your family and also your friends. You might be really missing your work colleagues. It might be that you need to redress the balance between how much time you spend with church friends versus non-church friends. We love our church family and it can be so easy to just get caught up in doing lots of church stuff, but actually it's just as important to make sure we're spending time with those people outside of the church, particularly those that don't know Jesus. That doesn't mean that we're uh, Bible bashing them, but we're just being in relationship with them. That's how we're made to be. Use this as an opportunity to think creatively about the kind of places that you might want to go to uh, and spend your time. It might be that actually you really miss the local pub and you've become uh, newly aware of the community building element that a, a pub can bring when it's in a, in a suburban setting. It might be that you really miss being at the school gates. You haven't been able to drop your children off and you want to just get back there regularly to make sure that you're connecting with other parents. Maybe you want to start up a new hobby or you have done during lockdown. Throughout this season, I've really realised I don't have many hobbies anymore. And as we come out and start to unlock again, I'm looking to start taking up running. I've joined a, a little running group. I've signed up for something locally and I'm hoping that I'm going to meet new people and make new friends in my area. Whatever it is, and play to your strengths. It might be that you're desperate to get back together with your life group. Um, or maybe you're loving being in your DNA groups in that smaller setting. For some of us, those things don't appeal and actually we're better one-to-one. -one. Whatever it is that suits you, go for it. We're not prescribing a one-size-fits-all. What we are doing is encouraging you to think differently, to think creatively about what life can look like and what your social schedule could look like. If you're someone that loves to be hospitable, now is the time to really go for it, to open up your home and invite others in. We've all been longing for connection. If you're not someone that bubbles with being hospitable, if actually you feel a bit uncomfortable about opening up your home or it just isn't you for whatever reason, then think about what your strengths are and use those creatively to team up with others. So maybe you're good at planning and organising and you might know someone in church or in your life group or in your DNA who is good at hospitable uh, invitations, who loves to cook, who loves to have people around. So great, offer to help them organise, offer to help them be the by being the one that gets the date out, who makes sure that you've got all the right food and drink for the evening, make sure that things run smoothly. You might be someone that just loves to bless and you like to do it behind the scenes. So you could be someone that offers to pay for the shopping, to pay for the food that you're serving up. You could be the person that says, I'll buy someone else's ticket to take them to a sporting event or a music event. Whatever it is that you feel comfortable doing or you feel gifted in, it's great to team up and partner that gift with others for maximum impact. Can you imagine if between us we were able to have people around for dinner, take people out, just be a massive blessing and doesn't have to fall on any one of our shoulders but all of us together are working collaboratively to, to just create a different feeling, a different kind of community than to the one that we've had before. Covid has obviously been a really challenging time and so much has been difficult. One of the few silver linings that's coming out of this is that we've got the chance to press the reset button on our lives. We've got the chance to be creative. Let's not miss that opportunity. Let's live differently.
I was muted. Someone's got their roast dinner in the oven. Okay, K, we've got to K of unlock. It is keep on being a blessing. You know, one of the things I love about Citygate Church, our church family, is the incredible amount of stories I hear of the one anothering that happens amongst each other. I've heard some just great stories of people being a blessing both inside the community and outside. And it's what we're all about. Here's a verse from Acts again. It says, God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there was no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale, and they came and put it at the apostles' feet. And from the apostles' feet, it was distributed to all that had need. Imagine if there was such a big sum of blessing put at our feet. That's a huge responsibility. I'm not sure I'm ready for it. But what could we do with that as we seek to bless Everyone. Imagine if no one in this community had a need. And word got out that that was the type of community that we are. As we come to a gift day, isn't that the kind of community we want to be? What a community that was. God, we want to be like that. We have particular needs for this gift day. You have been a blessing so much. We raised... 94,000 pounds last year, which has seen us in great stead. You can check out the video of the things that we did on our social. Some things for this year. We, to continue the, the, the mission, we need a van. <laughs> We've got more media tech so we can keep broad in, broad, broadcasting online to greater effect. We've got some more stuff to do in this building to make it more homely and feel like us. We got a launch of Southbourne site, a public launch to do in September-ish, which is exciting. <clears throat> These are things that we need. Here's some things that I'm hoping for. I feel God's given us something of a vision for community by having a cafe out in that foyer over there. I don't know if you've ever sat in here, but have you seen how many students, how many 16 to 24-year-olds who walk by? That could be a great area to, to catch them up into community. We don't just need finance for that. We are asking God for someone who has the ability, the business sense and the knowledge and the, 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 the kind of vision for a great cafe in that space. We've launched a site in Southbourne. We, we'd love to have a site perhaps the other way as God leads us. We want to seed, if you like, with this offering so that we are not limited when it comes to time that God raises someone up or a community of people and says, we want to do this now. Those are two huge things for the future, both needing personnel and finance. 
that will take up the lion's share of the money, but we want to have a fund available so that we can build community together. We want to be able to be a blessing and a seed fund, therefore, for existing life groups and potentially some new life groups and some new, perhaps, social action ministries. As we've looked at Isaiah 61, I dare say God has been stirring in some people a heart for the broken. We want to be good news to the poor. We want to be restoring those that are broken. And we want to make funds available so that life groups can draw on these. Social action ministries, new ones perhaps, can draw on them. Because during COVID, the normal kind of budget for those kind of things, we've had to strip back. Because we've not been renting our building anymore. But actually, we don't want to rent our building anymore. We want to use it for the community to be a blessing to those around us. I will even go as far as to say that as life groups start to meet together, you can draw on this fund to have a party. <gasps> you want to do something that builds community, you can't quite make it within your own people. Maybe you can and that's okay. You can resource it within yourself. If you can't, you can draw on this fund and you could draw other people into it. And you can have some fun because Jesus spent a lot of time having fun, going to houses, eating, having parties. That was his thing because he was out to love people and to draw them into a relationship with him. I want to just chuck out a couple of things that I felt God might be stirring in us. Um, I wonder if there's someone here or online watching thinking about housing. I, I had this strange thought about holidays for families who can't normally afford a holiday. Maybe that was God for you to act on and to draw on this fund. I felt there were some people here who were going to move into a place to be a witness and they're thinking about that or God's put a place on their heart and we can help you. We want to. I thought there was something about the university. I see our students doing something radical and outrageous as a blessing to many other students. I saw some training going on. We don't have a training budget right now, but I want funds to people to draw on. I saw someone taking up sign language. Maybe that's you. Pastoral counseling. Maybe that's you. I saw some businesses for kingdom businesses springing up. Maybe you've got that idea. Some nations. We normally have a, a kind of an overseas mission pot. I wonder if someone's got a nation on their heart. I had the word Afghanistan. If that's you, then God is calling you and we want to help you go and explore that call. That's what this fund is for. But hey, there's also this regular giving thing. So we have regular giving and we have special offerings. Today is a special offering. And I would say to you, if you are not regularly giving to Citygate, which is where we do just the day-to-day -day employment of staff and bills and taxes and things like that, the important stuff to just to keep us at a healthy level, then I would say don't give into the gift day. I've never said don't give into a gift day before. Give however much you think God is putting on your heart into a regular fund and start giving to the glory of God and to help us fulfill our mission of seeing lives transformed every day 
across the bay. I'm just having a think about the time that we have. And I'm going to miss a really good story testimony. So we'll make sure that that gets on social media so you can see it, because it builds faith to give today. But instead, it's a poor second option. But over COVID, <clears throat> some people have given, or some people have flourished in their business life and in their work. Some people have found it really hard financially. But I believe that together, however little or however much you give, together we will have enough for all that God wants us to do. And so I'm going to talk to you just very practically now about how you can give. If you're in the building, you have a gift week leaflet. It will either be on a chair near you or a chair by you or perhaps under a chair. You can grab that. So there are some people who are going to be able to pledge um, or give to our special offering. There are also people today who might be saying, actually, my thing today is regular giving. And I'm going to start regular giving to CityGate. So you can do that if you're in the room on this form. There is two sides to it. The left side is for your own personal use. The right side is what you tear off and you will put that as a gift offering into a bucket as you leave the building today. If you are watching online, you can give online. You can go to citygate.church forward slash giving. There's a link going into the chat right now. And you can go through and give digitally in that way. If you go through to the website, click the box that says give now, you'll go through to another page. It will say a drop down in terms of the fund, which will either be for the gift week or for regular giving. Those are the two ways that we're doing this today. If you're a taxpayer, then you can claim something called gift aid. That is in the form if you need to do that, it's also online on that giving page if you need to do it there. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to give back to God all the blessings, all the favors that he has given to us. If you want to know any more about our giving or you're struggling to actually make that happen, you can go to the website. There's someone there you can contact um, you can email the finance team. They will help you as you need. Why don't we stand together? If you're in the room and you want to give cash, then there is a table at the back where you can collect those kind of things. Um, and you can do that as you leave the building. Father, we thank you for the joy of heaven. We thank you for all the blessings that you've poured out upon our lives. And we say we just want to be a blessing to others. I pray, Lord, for faith 
and help and courage and joy as we give to you this morning. Let's sing. As we're singing, you can fill in that form. It gives you some time to think. You can open your device if you want to do it online. It's entirely up to you. Let's worship him.